Hey, this is Chris, and welcome back to Through the Never. Today, we're going to talk about Corey Taylor's solo album, CMFT. It was released October 2nd, 2020, so uh, it's, it's brand new. And uh, obviously, the title CMFT refers to Corey M.F. Taylor. And uh, it's it's been one that's been anticipated by a lot of people, myself included. He's He's a guy that's got a lot of history as... Uh, one of the founding members of Stone Sour, and it's been their vocalist, songwriting contributor, uh, guitarist at times, as well as being the, uh, well, I want to say the, the face of Slipknot, but the, <laughs> the, the prominent mask of Slipknot. Um, he's a guy that is, is impressive to me. I would call him the most versatile voice in rock right now. He can do a lot of things really good. He's got a nice melodic singing quality to his voice. He can kind of belt and bark and growl, and then he can do the intense scream and uh, aggressive vocal that's needed for a band like Slipknot. He can do all those things, and he does them all really well. I'm not going to say he's my... uh, this is not my f- necessarily favorite or I wouldn't say he's the most technically skilled uh, right now uh, since the passing of Chris Cornell. I would give that award to Miles Kennedy, but Corey Taylor has the most versatility of, of the good vocalist out there in rock right now. That's my opinion. Uh, but you know, I will, I will fight and argue that one. This album is a little interesting because I would expect it to be stuff that wouldn't work with his typical bands that he's doing. And I I felt like towards the end of Stone Sour, their most recent album was a little bit more commercial rock. And I feel like that was maybe a direction that he personally wanted to go in as well. So I expected a little bit more of that from this album kind of going into it. Um which is interesting because one of the lead-off singles, they released two at a time, and uh, one of them was CMFT Must Be Stopped, and that was, it's really the oddball on the album. It's an interesting way to use a collaboration with like hip-hop artists and things to kind of get noticed for the solo release. It makes sense from a marketing angle, uh, but it is not a representation of what the album sounds like. Uh, that song has got heavy stuff. It has some hip-hop elements to the vocals and, and stuff. Um, and really it's, I don't know, with the video and uh, sort of the the press around it, it kind of it looked like it was getting hype for the whole release. At the same time, Corey Taylor was working out promotion for his big live event that he did in LA at the forum that was a a big live broadcast with really no audience, but, um, was sort of an album release kind of event. And then, you know, they, him and the band, the, the solo band performed the songs. I think they even did a couple of songs from Stone Sour or Slipknot. Um, I did not pay to watch this event, but, um, I considered it because 
it sounded like it would hinge. I mean, they were promoting it as a full live event, pyrotechnics, full on audio and visual production. Um, it was just going to be a live stream. So in the, the world we live in in 2020, that's about as close as you can get to uh, a big badass concert. So I think that's a really cool idea. I was really curious to see how it turned out, but um, the timing wasn't good for me um, being out of town and stuff. So um, if I find a way to view it later, um, I might take a look at it because it sounds interesting. So, uh, you know, as far as the players on this album, I mean, obviously, Corey Taylor did like 99% of the writing. Um, as far as the the rest of the guys, it included Christian Martucci, which is the guitarist, um, the more recent guitarist in Stone Sour that, that replaced uh, Jim Root from Slipknot when uh, he was, he, when he parted the band. I won't say exactly what happened because there's some question about that. But after he was out, Christian Martucci uh, stepped in. And uh, so he's also appearing here on the Corey Taylor solo album. The other guitar is played by Zach Throne. Now, I don't know anything about Zach Throne, but I looked him up and apparently he has played with tons of notable people. So he's sort of a versatile guy that I don't think has spent a lot of time established in one band, but has been around and done a lot. And then the bass was played by Jason Christopher. My understanding is he's a good friend of Corey Taylor and maybe some of the other Stone Sour guys, and he's appeared on things from here and there, and he's played with a lot of guys too. Um, so, and he's also filled in on bass at least for a tour or so for Stone Sour. So, there's some, uh, you know, there's some relationships and in, in, in history there with that guy as well. I don't know the drummer. I don't know. Uh, there was some more keyboards and stuff that was done on the recording. So, I'm not familiar with those guys. Um, but there were some familiar faces here. So I thought that was interesting. Corey Taylor kind of kept things close to home. People that he knew is what I'm suspecting there. So, um, now getting into the music, it was sort of what I expected as far as it being a departure from what he could normally do in his other bands, but it wasn't, uh, that far of a departure in, in some ways. There were songs like Black Eyes Blue, which was the other lead-off single, um, Culture Head, and Everybody Dies on My Birthday. Those are songs that could have fit on a Stone Sour album without, uh, I mean, they could have blended right in with their other material, as far as I'm concerned. Those songs were very uh, comfortable and familiar, you know, as a, a fan of that band. I could listen to those and uh, didn't really stand out, um, especially with the newer Stone Sour album, Hydrograd, having Christian Martucci on it. So it really didn't, wasn't much of a departure there. Then there were some songs like Highway 666, The Maria Fire, and Samantha's Gone that almost had a rockabilly swing, almost uh, Western or, or country kind of feel to them. Uh, rockabilly, I think, is probably the the best word uh, out of those to kind of describe the, the influence there. It was still rocking a bit, but it had, um, yeah, just a, a bit of a different kind of groove to it that was interesting. It worked really well with Corey Taylor's voice, but definitely not something you would find in his other bands. 
Um, they, there was another two that I thought kind of stood out halfway down in Silverfish. They kind of had a classic rock vibe to them. Um, Silverfish was more of a acoustic. It was a, more of a ballad. So, But it kind of felt like, a, I don't want to name hair metal bands and say it sounded like a Poison or something like that, but it did have sort of that older rock vibe to it. Um, but in a, in a good way, it was still, it was refreshing. Corey Taylor's voice can, can do that type of ballad really well, that melodic kind of thing. So, um, in fact, speaking of a great Corey Taylor ballad, the song home on there had some piano and stuff. It really translates well. Like that's the kind of thing that he can do well. And they've done, uh, Stone Sour and Slipknot have both done songs sort of like that on their albums where he was able to showcase that type of vocal and it works really great. And that's, you know, another thing too, if you go to a Stone Sour show, I've, I've seen both of those bands multiple times. If you go to a Stone Sour show, a lot of times Corey Taylor will come out on a, on a runway or whatever and with a guitar and he'll play a song like Bother just by himself acoustic and it's a really cool crowd interaction moment and kind of gives you sort of a reprieve from um, all the rocking that goes on the rest of the set. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to see. And a, a song like home on this album is, it fits right in with that kind of stuff that we've heard Corey Taylor do in, in the other bands. The song Kansas really stuck out to me in a different way. It feels like a nineties pop rock kind of song it to me felt like the oddball it um it had sort of like a 90s radio gin blossoms or uh third eye blind or, or something like that kind of kind of uh, feel to it. it it's kind of hard to explain but um definitely was out of place for what i would expect from Corey taylor not that it didn't work it still worked fine, but it was it was the one to me that kind of was strange. Uh, everything else kind of fit within stuff that I could see him doing, um, even before you know listening to it. So, I mean, overall, I feel like it was a good album. It was interesting release. It makes sense that he would do this solo, these these kind of songs, and and maybe this is really what, I don't know if it's something he's been itching to do for a while, um, or if it's sort of the future for him and that's what he wants to focus on for a while. I, I think that Slipknot will continue to carry on. They just came off a, a fantastic album, probably their best, in my opinion. It did really well. Everybody loved it. And I feel like he'll keep that hardcore you know, project going on. Stone Sour is on an agreed upon indefinite hiatus at the moment, according to things that they've said. So I don't see them picking it back up anytime soon, especially if he has this solo thing going on. Um, the other guys have all kind of gotten involved in some other projects. Um, so I don't know, don't know if there's any kind of, uh, hope for anything in the near future from Stone Sour, but, um, I definitely will miss having that band as a regular, regular part of uh, music going forward because that's probably my favorite outlet uh, for Corey Taylor because it, 
is a little more versatile. You get some of that heavy stuff, but you get some of that uh, lighter stuff too that really works well. So anyway, as far as the CMFT album, I'm going to say it's interesting to go go check it out if you're a fan of Corey Taylor's other works, but don't expect it to be the same as what you're hearing out of the other bands because it is a, de- it is a departure. I feel like the songs were good. I don't have any that really just stuck out. I mean, I really enjoyed Culture Head. I really enjoyed Black Eyes Blue. I really enjoyed The Maria Fire. It's a little bit different, but I, I really liked it. And The Ballad Home was really, really good. So there are a few songs there that I'm definitely going to continue to revisit. But I'll just say it doesn't stick out to me overall as a fantastic album, but definitely is, is a good listen. And if you're a fan of Corey Taylor, you will also like this. Just go into it with an open mind because it is a little bit different. Um, I also want to say before I, I close this one today is there's a bunch of other good music out there that you should go check out. Look out, uh, go check out. Sorry. Um, and there's there's some to kind of be aware, of, be wary of. For example, uh, I did sample the new Marilyn Manson album, which was my understanding. Uh, I didn't confirm this, but I heard that it was produced by Shooter Jennings and it definitely has a bit of a, dare I say, country influence. It's definitely different for him and it did not work for me at all. I I sampled a little bit of it and I just couldn't really interest myself in diving in any further. But the new Seether album was really good. The new Avatar album was pretty good. And surprise, surprise, new album from Bush that actually rocks. Uh, Definitely if you're a fan of old Bush and have been disappointed in their softer commercial stuff in later years, like I've been, uh, they're slightly returned to form with the new album. And you should go check that out. I'm trying to remember now. It's called The, The Kingdom, I think. Uh, let me pop it up here. Yeah. The kingdom. Yeah. And it was released earlier this year. So, uh, go check that out. If you're a a fan of static X, they had the project regeneration volume one, uh, came out earlier this year. That's also a good one. And on the countryside, Keith Urban's new album is pretty good. It's a little more of the pop country vibe, but, uh, seems to be a lot of country is moving that direction right now so but I always like Keith Urban as a guitarist and uh, I did check out that album it was it was pretty good and most recently ACDC just released a new single Shot in the Dark they've got a new album coming out it says 2020 called Power Up I don't know a release date for it but it's uh it's coming up soon and so I went and checked out the new single. Let me tell you, uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised that it sounds exactly the way you would expect. I mean, I shouldn't be as surprised because ACDC always sounds exactly like ACDC should sound. When they're also getting a little older, they've kind of been on a break where they've had some different issues. Brian Johnson with his hearing and uh, some other health issues with the other guys, but... Uh, definitely staying true to form and rocking just like they always do. So, uh, 
definitely if you're if you're a fan of ACDC, go check that out and get excited because there's more new music from them on the way. I am currently working on two uh, two more episodes coming up soon that are going to be uh, a little different and fun. So I'm excited about those. So stay tuned for more through the never coming to you soon. Hey. 